Welcome to the Christ and All podcast. My name is Taylor Easley, and as always, I am joined by Pastor Chad Hunsberger. Yeah. How are you doing? All is well. Um, awesome. And I feel like, by virtue of the sound of your voice, um, being that it's almost as deep as mine, <laughs> that um, you aren't it quite is very as well. Deep. I, well but the but, seasons you know, are changing, and so I wish they would change more. Is I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm it, needing some. It fall will. It weather. you know every single September October. You know this is guaranteed for my family. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's okay. But I, I mean, I really am fine. Thank you for being concerned. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, concerned. definitely. Okay. Well, all right. We're also gathered. Gathered. Yes, we are <laughs> gathered here today. Uh, but not for I'm holy here. matrimony. She's trying to say David Leonard is here. Yeah, that's what she was trying to do. Things aren't David well. Leonard is back. I'm also on cold medicine. Well, so. okay. But the good, I mean, like the normal <laughs> I'm stuff. On my third cup of coffee. You don't hear me bragging about <laughs> it, though. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, David is here. Yes, we're David s- Leonard. We're thankful ish. So thankful for your. Wow. I'm, I'm <laughs> completely thankful. He didn't make fun of you. Well, um, this is a good. Psalm for her lacking thanksgiving. <laughs> right. She needs to listen to this podcast. Okay. Um, okay. So so here's the deal. We are with another psalm. And again, as we, we like to do, David and I like to discuss these uh, together and kind of think through them. This one's a little bit shorter than some of the other ones we've looked at, but I do want to read it. It's Psalm 100. So Psalm 100 says this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So just five verses to this psalm, um, but one, again, for us, that that is very rich. Uh, it's like, David, you, you say this often, I think, when we're going through psalms, it's like, man, we could we could really unpack any, any part of this. Uh, we could spend a length of time on. Um, again, because of our, the nature of our podcast, we won't do that, but uh, th- this is one of those that I... L- quite literally have every line of it underlined in my Bible. It's like I just, I, I, I have parts of it circled, bracketed, uh, those kind of things, but every line is underlined. Um, and I think it's because it is such rich reminders. So uh, what about it? Well, let me, let me say this to start, and then I'll ask you to jump in. But I think this first verse is like the verse that every non-singer uh, says oh, yeah. is that so true? And, and I, it's, it's how you ask them to join the choir. It's how you recruit. It's like I make a joyful noise. Yeah, and I don't know like, if you want me up there, you know, like, that kind of thing. It's like, well, that's what I want. All right, yeah. it's what the Lord wants, so it's what we want. Uh, and so I do. I, I always think of that when I look to that. I also think that there are those who who didn't read all of this correctly because they're. They may not be making noise or being joyful. <laughs> and so it's like, you're here, buddy. You have entered the courts, but you are not glad about it. 
<laughs> or at least tell your face that you are. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes uh, we kind of laugh about that. But yeah, yeah so, so this psalm has those kinds of interactive almost uh, pieces to them. Uh, what jumps out to you? So this is um, this one's a, an interesting. This is a very well known psalm. There's mm. only 150, so it's easy to be well known. But the um, the Psalm 100 is one of the most. As I'm doing research, because I think we mentioned on the Psalm 96 podcast, which is probably coming out before this one. Yeah, I was looking at Taylor. Yeah. I got the nod. So that I did a, a class here on studying a few of the mm-hmm. psalms. This was one of them. So part of the, the, the background to it. Um, this is one that is one of the most used across denominational lines. Mm-hmm. So you see it everywhere um, in, in the church being sung. And it, it inspired a hymn that is called, All People That on Earth Do Dwell. Um, I think it's also sort of... It's a very catchy title. Yes. And it's also sort of... Uh, it has a nickname called the Old 100th. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you see, you won't know this first verse, but everybody will know the next one, or stanza. Uh-huh. Um, so the first stanza is, All people that on earth do dwell, sing to the Lord with che- cheerful voice. Serve him with mirth, which is cheerf- cheerfulness. Mm-hmm. I had to Google that. Yeah. His praise forth tell, come ye before him and rejoice. And then the next line, and this is the one that everybody knows. Praise God from whom all blessings uh-huh. flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So Psalm 100 is the inspiration for the general doxology that we have. So it is a significant right. psalm in that respect. And you're right, because that's like, that's liturgical churches, that's... Contemporary churches. I mean, like, yeah, lots of run the, yeah, the this spectrum is not of just singing a that. Hymnal. This is like the Lutheran Church, the Catholic Church. Um, many, I, I think, even uh, Jewish worship gatherings mm. have have uh, this mm-hmm. psalm as a part of it. Um, so it's it's an impactful psalm for for many people, but certainly for believers. So, yeah, that's a little bit of yeah. a, a background, background. for yeah. it. I, I joked at the beginning about Taylor, but it's actually called a psalm for giving thanks. So yeah. how about that? Yeah, there you go. Another little, another little nugget, and this is just for the, the I guess, the, those who are kind of interested in, in the composition of things. This is a unique psalm, even though it's five verses, because typically uh, the psalms would be composed of like, you know, little couplets or like two two lines or four lines. This one's uh, threes, except for verse one and two, which combine to make it threes. So there's this very unique, odd composition that this one has that I, I, I kind of like. As the song nerd, I really <laughs> appreciate <laughs> that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it. We do joke jokingly do the make a joyful noise um, all the earth. But this psalm is one of those. I would say like a royal type mm-hmm. psalm, and that word joyful, if you look at uh, where that word, where it gets its uh, derivation, that's the biggest word I've wow. said all day. Wow, yeah. Um, it's actually used similarly to when the king arrives, uh-huh. what a, sure. a glad people would would say or do or the way that they would shout and cheer the arrival of a king. So when you hear, make a joyful noise to the Lord... 
I love that almost like the triumphal entry yeah. moment where we're flags are waving, we're, we're shouting and yeah. we're praising. Yeah, there's there's that sort of uh, that 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 sort of picture that's given there, and also a nice thought with that is that you know we're not um, we're not pretending to be in His presence. Mm-hmm. Like when we are gathered together, that that He's with us, yeah. and so there's that that wonderful thing that we can make a joyful noise mm-hmm. to him. He is with us, and so let's not act as if he's not. I, I gave this illustration um, in this class. I don't know if uh, if you've ever been singing like you think you're by yourself, you know, doing something and yeah, you're yeah. singing, and then you realize somebody's standing in the room, and then you kind of change what you're doing, yeah. like how the presence of another person tends to affect how you yeah. what you're doing. Sure, sure. And how that reality of that, we are in uh, the Lord's presence, how that ought to change. Not that we would stop singing, but that we would do the opposite yeah. of that, that we yeah, would yeah. realize that we are in the presence of, of holiness. We're in the presence of, of the Almighty yeah. and to give Him a joyful, a joyful sound okay. from that. So you pointed this out um, that to, to me, that this psalm is oftentimes uh, attributed as the authorship to Moses, right? Yes. And so here's what I think is really interesting. You told me that a few minutes ago, so this is a new thought for me. Um, but if you if you think about the Pentateuch, which mm-hmm. Moses is also, uh, well, depending on who you are, but many people believe that Moses wrote the first five books yeah. of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then then read these five verses with those five books in mind. And it makes a lot of sense. So meaning, like if you think about uh, the, the way it talks about uh, creation here, that uh, like even the idea of making, creating. The, mm. so, so you have that, then you have all in, in the, the concept of the laws that are given. We're supposed to serve the Lord with gladness, the, the instruction that's given there. Then you follow that up with this concept of, of coming into his presence, the temple, yeah. uh, the tabernacle that is, that is made, tabernacle first, right? But the, the tabernacle of this is where the presence of God dwells. And so th- this would make sense that Moses would be telling us this and that you can actually know the Lord, that you can actually be in his presence. Moses is saying, hey, join in that way yeah. because he's experienced, uh, even, even the stuff he didn't experience, right? Because he didn't experience Genesis. But uh, that, that he knew of that, that God mm. used his hand to write it. And so it's that kind of idea put into a psalm, not to mention that then the translators made it five verses. So... Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was I love that, yeah. really interesting to see that correlation that he would have been looking at it through even what he's writing and in that in that last verse of like uh you know the when when they were uh just on this journey right yeah. to get to yeah. the problem and and they don't have a place right they're moving and they're these transient people, but to have this this steadfast love that endures and 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 to hear of a faithfulness that lasts all yeah. generations. I think, you know, being in the year 2023, when I hear that kind of line, I always think backwards, like he's yeah. been faithful from the beginning because that's 100% right. true. But um, there's kind of like this, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I would imagine, which is not the best. This is just 
yeah. you know, obviously just sure, sure. sort of making, you know, but, but thinking about this promise to, to their children and their children's children that like things don't feel stable or solid right now, but there is a faithfulness that, uh, it's it is a call to look backwards, but also yeah. this faithfulness that you are not going to be abandoned right right now. Like there is that promise that's well, been given, and to remember that. Yeah, because you wonder you wonder where if this was Moses, okay, yeah. and and depending on when it was that he would have written this, did he know that he was not going to get to go to the promised land, hmm. and yet he's saying. He's going to, the Lord's going to be faithful through all generations. And by the way, there's this guy who's going to come and he'll be a leader with you and there'll be other, and and you'll see the faithfulness of God in a new way. Like you're yeah. talking about, like looking. Like even if he doesn't use me. Yeah. He's still going to be which faithful. Which that's a lesson for all of us. All of us, right? Even if all I don't get what I want yeah. or his faithfulness the way that I would. Is absolutely. Yeah. Like, so, so that's, again, this is maybe just one of those things that uh, I would tell you as a, listener who is considering how to study the Word, and uh, I would say that when you can get, like you can get plenty of richness, absolutely enough, the Word is sufficient on its own. So let me say that. But it, it is really helpful when you have a little footnote somewhere, when you have a study Bible and you pulled out and you found out that that it connects it back to Chronicles for you, like uh, in Psalm 96, or maybe Moses was the author. And so it's like those kinds of nuggets that are uh, gleaned from from outside sources become really helpful to understanding the context of the scripture and why why do you do a quote-unquote deeper study? Because it actually allows the the scripture to uh, be like brought light to it, if that makes sense, yeah. um, in in the richness of a text like this. Yeah, I um, I in verse two, um, continuing kind of with the presence. Yeah, uh, serving the Lord with gladness. I'd put down that there's those two invitations to serve and to sing. But when I was reading this one, I kept thinking about okay, if you're, what's our response if we if we're in his presence, you know, that, that that should be a natural outflowing of uh, wanting to sing and wanting to serve. And I thought about uh, Isaiah when, uh, in Isaiah 6, where he is like, come before the Lord, and he realizes like, I'm, I'm unclean, like, and I'm dwell among the people of unclean lips. And yeah, then what is yeah. his like response to it? It's this, like, here I am, here I am. Yeah. like he's ready. Yep. And that, that kind of, challenge to myself, you know, I, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I think we can, and we were sort of talking about this, I think, uh, as a staff, weren't we, of, of how we can uh, all, like we, all of us can can come to a worship gathering or can come to church and just sort of be bystanders and be, what was it, season ticket holders, mm-hmm. you know, rather than participants. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's another challenge for me, you know, to to be fully present when we're worshiping together and to to know and realize and be reminded that we're in the presence of the Almighty God. And and you know, when when we do that, I think our response, it changes our response. It's not sitting back and analyzing, I don't know if I like that song, or I don't know, I'm I'm just not in the mood today, but it's we're gonna we're gonna sing and mm-hmm. we're gonna serve him with gladness as a people who are glad to serve their yep, king, you know. Yep. 
Yeah, I think that's good. I, I, I think um, just just those kinds of reminders are helpful for us. I think it's like you said, uh, or you and I were talking about, even in the next verse, this concept to be reminded that you can know the Lord, that we have the ability to know him. And, and it goes on, right? Is he who made us and we are his. Um, th- th- some translations actually say, and we, and not we ourselves. So like we are not, it, we are not our own. Like we don't own ourselves. Right. We are his. And th- then it goes on. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. This is like a cherished thing. The, the fact that the, the creator of the universe cherishes us, treats us like the sheep of his pasture, yeah. which means sheep of his pasture, which means that he like wants to uh, provide for us. He wants to care for us. I mean, the whole Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, right? But this is what he wants for us. And in that, wants us to know him. Not yeah. Yes, know that he is God, but Know that know the Lord as God, and you can have like true knowledge of Him. You can, you as a human, can know the infinite God. Yeah, I think that that if if I could even get my my head to to remember, you know, the possession, like being God's possession. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just a sheep that he's passing by and chooses to, you know, if we ask the right, mm-hmm. like we belong to him. Right. And he doesn't neglect his sheep. Right. He doesn't withhold from his sheep. And like, that's comforting. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, I, I don't know what, like, <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, there's times where, where I think you, you find hardship or you're, you're in the middle of something and you're like, you know, God, are you going to come through this Mm -hmm. time? Are you going to do this? I don't see it. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. But like to be reminded that you are his possession. Yep. Like, and just to take comfort in that, like you've not left his flock. You've not strayed away from him. Like he's not going to be like, well, see ya. You know, it's like this, there's a promise that's just loaded in that statement of being his possession. We, we passed by, um, or I did. Um, this, uh, this quote that I found from, I haven't, I haven't mentioned Spurgeon yet, yeah. <laughs> but I'll just paraphrase it. Yeah. But, um, how he talks about singing and the congregation coming together and singing and how it's, and we, uh, I've mentioned this before, you know, in leading that it's kind of rehearsing our souls for heaven, mm-hmm. but he, he has this line that um, I've actually fit into a song, like I did it. Um, <laughs> but it's this anticipation of what worship in heaven is like, like the the gathered worship of, of the church. And he says, where praise, heaven, where praise has absorbed prayer and become the sole mode of adoration. I don't know if I've ever thought mm. about it that way, where like in heaven, it's only praise, it's like there's no more, you mm-hmm. know, God, will you do this? God, like you're restored, right. you're healed, you're whole. Yep. There's no more like the for- like truly understanding in that line, like, oh, the former things, like those things are gone. Right. Like, right. And now it's new and new is praise. And so like when we even seeing the significance of uh, why it's important, important to sing, 
it's like you're reminding yourself one day this is all that we'll we'll do yeah. is just give him our worship. Yep. I won't be my mind won't be wandering off, you know, for all the X, Y, and Zs that I have to do today after church lets out or you know, I'm not looking forward to to this thing this week or this diagnosis that happened. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that can right. distract us sure. from we're going to be, you know, uh, just around the throne, yeah. giving him giving him our worship. It's that reminder. And so like the act of singing and worshiping him gives us that. Well, and I think that, that leads into, right, this, this next part. So if we really can remember that we are his, if we really can remember that he is caring for us, even when we've gotten the diagnosis, even when things are shaky, that allows us to enter his gates with thanksgiving. It allows us to enter his courts with praise. It allows us to give thanks to bless his name because we are his. Yeah. So everything else around us, and, and you, you kind of said like, hey, sometimes you're saying, okay, you're going to come through. Uh, and it, again, in the waiting, it might not be what you were wanting, but it is that he we are his. And so uh, I, I think about uh, recently, we were singing a song in the service, um, and uh, He Won't Fail. Uh, was, firm Foundation. Yeah, Firm Foundation. Yeah. Uh, and that He Won't Fail was sung repeatedly, right? And I, as, as a pastor, this happens sometimes uh, where I don't know about everybody's situation everywhere, but I certainly feel like there are people that share things with me uh, about their personal life that maybe not everybody else in the room knows. And so I'm, I'm in, in the room thinking, watching people sing, he won't fail as they have recently had a cancer diagnosis that nobody else in the room knows about. I'm in the room thinking about their singing, he won't fail when their marriage is failing. Yeah. And they're saying he won't fail when their child is wayward. I mean, like, and I, I'm a weepy soul, and so uh, I'm, I'm literally. I'm so glad that song was yeah. two songs away from me preaching because I wouldn't have made it. Um, and but it, it was that kind of weight, like their their hands were raised, saying, "Praise God!" Like I've entered with thanksgiving, yeah. and and so I I, I guess I want to remind everybody too. It's okay that there are moments that you you don't have the ability to raise your hands. Sometimes you're in that season, and and but you can still come, right? Yeah. And like it's because we are his. It's because you can cling to the truth that you're his possession. You are sheep in his pasture. He's caring for you even when it feels like he's not. Uh, and and you read all of that through the lens that the Lord is good, verse 5, yeah. for he is good. Like you can know that you see everything else that happens in Scripture and in your own life with the lens that God is good. And if God is good, then there has to be something about this that is for good. And that's something that the, the Lord is good, a steadfast love endures forever. That's something that it, it gets repeated. I looked, I looked it up, what, 41 times or so in the mm-hmm. Psalms, mm-hmm. that that can't be just by chance. Right. It's not. Right, right. Like there are certain things that we have to be like, just stubbornly reminded yeah. of, and it's good for us to remember. And so even if, you know, like kind of giving permission, if you are uh, like in our room or if you're in your church's, you know, worship uh, center or wh- wherever, 
and it's hard to sing and it's hard to lift your hands and you don't really feel like you're not really in a thanksgiving mood mm-hmm. like sometimes it really is repeat that line like mm-hmm. the lord is good his steadfast love mm-hmm. endures forever yep. like yep. and just be reminded yep. of that because the psalmists were constantly reminding themselves and those who would be hearing this the the congregation that would be hearing this of that like we have to be reminded that's good of those things excellent Excellent. Well, I, I and we didn't even sing the song, you know. I yeah. <laughs> now we did. Yeah, I ruined it. A <laughs> hey, solid song, though. There, there's as you've already mentioned, there are lots of songs from yeah. this psalm, uh, and probably more to come. Give um, thanks. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, it's great. We'll do that on another. There'll be a bonus episode. Yay. <laughs> David remembers songs <laughs> based off of. I can't wait. My mom will be the sole listener <laughs> of that episode. My mom <laughs> listens to them all, so okay, she'll so get two. two. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the neither neither episode. of our wives. No. <laughs> they hear yeah. plenty from us. Yeah. They don't need any more. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to Chad and David's mom. Yeah. You did your we best. We don't have the same mom. Yeah. You did your best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Wonderful, no, wonderful I just hope ladies. that's. I hope that's what uh, my uh, daughter-in-law says to me one day. You did, you your, did best. your best. Yeah. I'll <laughs> be like, I tried. did. I could see you what tried. you were going for. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this really was great. Let's actually wrap up this episode. Um, no, I this. Y'all, this was is one of my favorite psalms. So um, this was really fun for me to listen to y'all talk about. And plus, when y'all talk about things that you're actually passionate about, it's really a blessing to a lot of people. So thank you. Um, thank you for joining us listeners on the Christ and all podcast. Uh, a new episode airs each Wednesday. If this episode has been interesting or helpful to you, you can subscribe and share this on your favorite social media platform. If you have a question or a topic you'd like for us to talk about, please send those to info at colonial We look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening. <laughs>